Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. All right, so we have the pleasure of interviewing, interviewing, interviewing. (laughs) We have Ruth with us today, but before we get into that, I'm going to read a review that one of you left us on Apple Podcasts. It's titled, So Many Wonderful Ideas. Uh, They gave us five stars and said, Great podcast. I was at first reluctant to listening because as a Christian podcast, it might not get deep enough Mm -hmm. into the realities of marital intimacy. I was so wrong. (laughs) Thank you for diving into all the different topics and also for sharing your personal experiences. I'm using this podcast to work on myself first and to also become more aware of what makes my wife tick how to become more understanding and just to be a better husband. Mm. So much of what you three share are so vital and important to a happy and healthy sex life in God's eyes. Been listening to new episodes in my car on commutes Tuesdays and past episodes on Thursdays. (laughs) I have a hybrid work schedule. (laughs) Keep up the great work, Alana, Kyle, and Tira. Love you all for the inspiration, honesty, thought, and positiveness you exude in every podcast and Instagram post. Thank you. Dan V. Oh, nice. Dan, that's lovely. Yeah. All right. So I picked this little intro question for us today, and I thought, Ruth, it would be a great way for us to get to know you a little bit better. Um, What season of the year best describes you as a person? So this is not my favorite season. This is what describes me as a person. Correct? Yeah, I guess so, probably. Okay. So I think probably the season that describes me as a person is winter. I was talking to my husband about this because I kind of cringe at that a little bit because it's probably my least favorite season. Um, But I am this deep thinker that just will kind of just dive and huddle down and wrestle with what trying to make sense of the world. And, um, mm. and so that's kind of my winter is, is, um, I'm not super lighthearted. I know how to have fun, but, but I'm a deep thinker. <laughs> so definitely a winter. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh. Neat. Tira? How about you? Uh, I, I think either spring or fall, mm-hmm. um, probably spring. I'm, I am a big optimist. I love new things. I love going for new things. I love dreaming. I love, um, I I, I like planting things and seeing them grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think spring, although fall is my favorite season (laughs) because I like, I love the routine that fall brings. Like we're back into school. We're back into schedules. We're back into lists and check marks and I can get it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be me. How about you? Mm-hmm. I think I would also be spring. It's also my favorite season. Nice. So I, I hope I'm not saying that just because it's my favorite, uh, but I think, yeah, there's a lot about spring that brings like excitement and mm-hmm. joy. And I think that kind of would describe me and my personality. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be for me. I could even see summer being as new, as, too. That's like yeah. happy, joyful, chill, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, laid back. F- yeah, laid summer. back and fun. And yeah, it'd be like spring, summer, early oh, summer, like <laughs> <laughs> late spring. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I'm a late spring. 
Okay. That's fun. Okay. So the verse for today is, but you Lord are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Psalms 86, 15. That's a great verse. Mm. Love that. Okay, so All right, Tiara, why don't you introduce who we've got here today? Yes. Well, I am super excited to have Ruth on our podcast. Now, Ruth, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know how to say your last name. How do you say your uh, last people name? People do. Uh, it's Buses. Um, so she is the author of a book called Awaken Love, uh, which is a fantastic book uh, written for wives. Um, and so I think better than me describing it. Ruth, I'll, I'll let you describe, like, um, tell us a bit about yourself, how you ended up writing Awake in Love. Um, yeah, we'll start, we'll start with that. Yeah. Um, I've been married 36 years, have four grown daughters and about, wow. I was probably about 12 years ago, I stick, took a study on solemn songs and really kind of rocked mm. my world. It's a, such a different book as far as the way it speaks to your heart rather than just to your head. And Mm -hmm. um, went through a period of transformation with my husband where I wanted more intimacy. And, you know, we had a good marriage. We're a couple of engineers. We get along well. We work together well. (laughs) Um, But we didn't talk about hard things. And we didn't work through hard things. We had sex. We enjoyed it. But we certainly didn't talk about sex. And so I went through a year of my own personal transformation. And a year later, God was calling me to share what I'd learned. And, um, and, and so I devised this six-week curriculum to kind of share what I learned and, and the things that I'd done to grow. Um, I invited a group of friends, started teaching that, and, uh, and it really was helping marriages and helping women gain freedom in their marriage bed. And it just kind of spread by word of mouth. And I did that uh, probably for three or four or five years before I decided to write the book. Mm. And I I got to a point where I felt like I need to write down the transformation that I experienced from God before I get so removed to it that I forget who I was and the ways that I've changed and I also needed yep. to record the ways that I'd seen God work in so many women's lives as I taught classes mm-hmm. and I watched women change. And so it really is a book. Uh, it's about my life. It's about the women that I've walked alongside of. But it, it's really a book to help women embrace sexuality for themselves within marriage. And I wanted to both provide um, God's truth. Like, what is God's intent for sex in marriage. Like if we did not live in a broken world, hmm. what does he want it to be? And then um, and, and then going through the process of recognizing lies and baggage and things that have impacting us, impacted us, ways to communicate about, communicate about sex. But also I wanted to provide enough detailed knowledge about the nuts and bolts of sex, how women's bodies work that we can actually create a sex life that's meaningful because it's pointless to tell people to have sex, to tell women to have sex because it's this gift from God if they hate it. And there's so many women that are in that boat. 
I, I just started a new class this week and I've got um, about seven women in there and probably three of them are in that boat where they hate mm. sex. One of them's probably been having it for wow. 25 years, never experienced an orgasm. Another uh, one, um, I've been married five or seven years. I don't know if she's had an orgasm, but certainly she has no desire for sex. Mm. And, um, and another one with a lot of past baggage um, where sex has become so painful, she and her husband can barely talk about it. Oh. And so my goal with both the class and the book is to really help women embrace their God-given sexuality for themselves, mm -hmm. not to just fulfill the needs of their husband, but as a way to live a fuller life and to have mm -hmm. um, and to learn how to create a sex life that's meaningful to both them and their husband that they look forward to and that they prioritize it because because it's meaningful. It means something to them. And so that's really yeah. the gist of the book. Yeah, I love it. Um, as I am reading the book, uh, I love hearing the testimonials. Like, because we can all relate to different parts of it. And you're just like, yeah, I'm that one. <laughs> and just seeing how they, like, because the people in your book, like from the testimonials are people who are taking your class who go from, you know, day one, and then by the end, and, and just hearing their stories, even just being in like week three, of the change that they're already seeing. And I love, I, I feel like the book really does, you do such a good job of like gently approaching it, not you, so you don't feel judged as you're reading it. Like, Oh man, I don't have sex. Huh? Mm -hmm. Like, man, I don't like it. I'm going to have to read through on how to power, you know, pump myself up to get this <laughs> going. It isn't like that at all. Like it's just like a gentle, um, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like, a gentle leading, a gentle teaching yeah. where you're, you're looking inward for a while first, you know, before doing anything, you're not jumping in and being like, here's, here's how to orgasm. Here's, you know, go do this this week. You know, it's just a very mm -hmm. gentle, like try doing this this week or try communicating. And, um, and each chapter has good questions. And, and I love also that this is, I mean, this is a book for women and, it, it's good for creating community and talking about things. Um, mm -hmm. So there's questions to uh, do with your spouse, but there's also questions to do with your friends. And especially if you're, you know, if you're uh, leading a group um, going through this study. Right. So um, well, I, I, can one you thing tell, I've oh. learned as I teach classes is I, I get a group of women in a class and I guarantee you there are people all over the board yeah. in every class. There are women that yeah. love sex whose husbands don't want it. There are women that hate sex and dread it every single time. Women that have past baggage, women that like have repressed their sexuality. Like there are women all mm -hmm. over the board. And, and wow. my only goal is to create a safe place where they can be honest. And week one, yeah. Tuesday, Monday night, they were opening up about all kinds of things already. <laughs> And to watch them minister to each other is so powerful mm, to see yeah. God work. You know, over and over, like I would lead classes and I'm like, God, like, what if I don't know the answer? What am I going to do? What, like, these are problems that I cannot yeah. begin to fix for people. And yeah. I just like, yeah. just keep reminding myself, no, like, God, you are the answer. You will provide. Mm. 
and over and over God provides. And there are women, if, if I can't relate to somebody's struggle, somebody in the class can, and they speak into it yeah. and they pray for that person. And it, it's amazing so when women minister to each other in the area of sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. And I find like, especially if you're together for that purpose, like you're together mm. to discuss your sexuality and, you know, you, you have to be open enough to even be a part of a group like that. But yeah. then, you know, you know that you're there to take it seriously and they're all, we're all there to take it seriously. Yeah. Right. Oh, and it's that. a journey for all of us. I mean, yeah. Um, at, at some point you, you will have struggles in the area of sexuality. Yeah. If you're a woman, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that probably influences too, like the ages of the people who are doing these courses and stuff. Like I'm sure it's across the board because. Oh yeah. Like I, mean, I think I probably have like a newlyweds 68 year old in the class <laughs> to uh, a, a woman that's been married two months. Yeah. Well, right. So, so wow. it's multi-generational as far as these women, yeah. um, you know, learning from each other yeah. and they, the older has things to learn from the young and the young have things to learn from the mm -hmm. older. So it's super cool. Yeah. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So one thing that I feel like you did so well in the book was, is really talking about how us as women benefit from having sex and, you know, um, coming out of purity culture where, you know, a lot of the times somebody who's exploring that, like coming out of purity culture, realizing like, okay, no, I'm not, I don't need to have sex to keep my husband happy. That's not the purpose. You know, um, how do you go like, no, how do I frame the question? Um, how would you help somebody going from like a duty sex view going mm -hmm. into, you know, a loving sex and actually wanting sex for yourself? Not in a selfish way, right. but in like a way that God designed marriage to be like, how do you, how do you help right. a woman who's going through that? Well, I, I, I always start with God's word. And so we work our way through song of songs each week. And, mm -hmm. um, I mean, the first thing that we talk about is the role that she plays in song of songs, as far as her being expressive. I'm right from the beginning, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. Right. Um, yeah. I, all the way through the end and how expressive she is and how much of a mutual partner when, you know, this book was written 3000 years ago when women were one step above servants. Yeah. And so yeah. I, we start That's with right. that and it, you know, it, it's really, it's not about equality. Like he gets his, so I should get mine. God created mm -hmm. men and women very different. And yeah. women uh, have things to bring to the table where if we bring ourselves to the marriage bed, and we expand what sex looks like, then only not only is it good for us, but our husbands get to experience something different than if we always did it the way that comes naturally to them. Um, we are much more in tune to like, are we actually connecting during sex? Are we slowing down? Are we mm -hmm. present? Are we doing something besides mm -hmm. just trying to get to the end destination? We are aroused by things mm -hmm. like words uh, to create excitement rather than just visual yeah. and, and so stretching where we yeah. were i don't know speaking things out loud and telling stories to each other to create fun and excitement um and so we're different and we bring something to the table 
um, just like our husband brings things to the table. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. may, our husband can teach us that maybe sometimes we need to stop thinking about the laundry and just go play for a while. <laughs> stop worrying about the yeah. kids. Yeah. Like, let's just go play. And that's a good yeah. thing for us to learn, right? Um, and so it's not about equality. It's about mutuality and about bringing ourselves. And so part of it is like, how do we figure out what is important to us and what is meaningful to us? And so right away, the first week, um, the homework assignment is to give the their husbands a sensuous massage. And I talked about the I talk about this concept, the difference between rubbing and feeling. Because mm. I want them to move from just like mindlessly rubbing or doing whatever you need to do to get to a destination to actually this place of physically getting to know your spouse's body, learning to read their body. Mm. Can you tell when they're it's feeling ticklish, when it's feeling good? Mm. And um, and, and it, it's I think it's starting to op- turn on light bulbs of oh, like sex could be different. Maybe it could be something I actually enjoy and look forward to. And so, it, mm. yes, it's, it's understanding the meaning and God's intent, but it's also helping women to see that they can help create a sex life that is meaningful for them. It's not the same sex life that they had. Hopefully it's something different and new and growing in a journey. And it really all yeah. fits into God's design for sex because sex is supposed to be about getting to know each other. That's the answer to how we have sex. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And so you asked about this idea of moving away from duty, which is really actually a really important concept because duty does nothing more than kill any desire that somebody has. Yeah. The minute you take away their choice and you're forcing somebody to do something, it becomes repulsive. I mean, you think about making your kids eat some food that they hate (laughs) and then more, and the more you're forcing them by the end, like they're gagging physically, their body (laughs) repulsive. Right. Well, imagine a woman feeling that she's forced to have sex. It becomes repulsive. There is, it kills desire. Not only that, Mm. but, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I do a lot of comparing sex to intimacy with Christ, because to me, that's one of the biblical answers of how I figure out what's true about sex. And so much of Christianity is about choice. Like God wants us to choose him out of like from our heart, not because we're trying to be a good person, not because we're trying to um, do the right thing. Like he gives Mm -hmm. us choice to choose. Hmm. And I think that's exactly what our husband wants. Like duty sex, they might accept it. Yeah. Yeah. But. It, it is not satisfying, and I suspect it only leaves them hungry and wounded. Yeah. yeah. And they might, yeah. for years and years, accept it, but that's ultimately not what they want. What they want mm-hmm. is for us to fully show up, to share ourselves, be naked and unashamed with them, yeah. and to choose yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's an important concept for the women to understand, like, yes, like, this is your choice. You do not have to have sex. 
Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. But <laughs> if you love this person and this person is trustworthy to you, and if they're trustworthy in the rest of life, then what makes sex different? Why are they, yeah. they not trustworthy during sex? And so how do you take power over your own choices and begin to and begin to examine everything that you do, even in the marriage bed of like, okay, am I feeling like I have to do this or do I have a choice? And I would do, I'm going to own that choice and I'm going to be, yeah. do it because, because I want to, not because yeah. I have mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know. Yeah. It totally changes the, um, the posture of the heart, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yes. I remember I had a friend when I was in a season where I was like, yeah, well, you know, we've been really busy. So, you know, we haven't really been, you know, having sex lately because, you know, we've just been, you know, moving in different jobs and blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, why don't you want to? Like, it's fun. Like, it's a fun <laughs> thing to do with your spouse. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to do that? And it just like totally struck me. Like, nobody says that yeah. for one. Like, <laughs> none of my friends had ever just outright said that like that to me before. But it was like, oh, my goodness this is a fun thing that I get to do only with my spouse. Like no one else gets to do this with him except for me. And so why isn't this something that I am finding joy in? Yeah. And it was like, it totally changed my heart posture towards it. Mm -hmm. Well, and culturally and in the church, it has been such an ingrained message that not only yeah. do we need to have sex because it's important to our husband, but even to the point of, we need to have sex because our husband can't manage his sexuality on his own. Yeah. And if yeah. we don't yeah. have sex with him, well, you don't know what he might do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And it's so like there's a fear continuation right? that we are responsible mm -hmm. for our husband's actions and who yeah. wants to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like that's not really somebody that's desirable, somebody that you need to care for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You want somebody that, that can stand on their own two feet and that can take care of themselves. Now that's yeah, desirable. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm, and, yeah. and so those messages yeah. that harm both men and women, quite honestly, they've totally. not served any of us. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite like homework things in one of the chapters is like when your husband comes and touches you randomly throughout the day, you know, uh, uh, instead of thinking right away, oh, great, he wants it. Decide in that moment, like you need to choose. Okay, what am I choosing here? Am I choosing to accept his touch and actually see what he's wanting to bring me? Or am I going to repulse and go, oh, yeah, okay, no, not right now. You know, it's all mm -hmm. coming down again to that choice. Like, well, what are you choosing? What I have the choice yeah. to do one or the other, which, which one am I going to choose right now? And I love that. Like that's, that's one of the like earlier chapter ones, like that's your homework. Just don't, don't repulse right away and think, oh yeah, all he wants oh, is yeah. sex. Well, yeah. and, and I just think that a lot of us are not aware of how much baggage and how many messages have caused that in us. It is not surprising at all that yeah. we feel that way. Right. It really is not, whether it's yeah. cultural messages, yeah. whether it's um, you know, experiences with guys that push boundaries, the ways that we see mm -hmm. that men mm -hmm. use women, um, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I've really, I, I've had to sort through those lies, but I've also daily had to ask myself, 
who is my husband and yeah. how does he treat mm. me the rest yeah. of the time right and if he treats yeah. me those way that way the rest of the time he is that same person <laughs> during sex now there are women that are married to husbands that use them yeah, it, yeah. it's sad but there are um and that's a reality and and i and I would never tell a woman, you know, if you just have more sex, it, it's going to fix your marriage. Mm. Yeah. There might be times in a marriage where you need to say, you know what, husband, you have some things to work on and to get straight. And this is not okay. And it's mm. not okay for you to treat me like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you need to work on this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get some help. Yeah. 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 So something that came to my mind and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So we're, we're talking about, you know, a husband pursuing a wife and her feeling repulsed or her feeling uneasy or unsure mm -hmm. and having to make this choice. But what if it's the opposite way where the woman mm -hmm. is just waiting for her mm -hmm. husband to make the moves and to pursue her and initiate, but it's not happening. Like what's your advice for, for the couple in that relationship? Cause there's, there's many, many yeah. who, who struggle mm -hmm. with that all the time. Yeah, more and more. And, and I, honestly, mm -hmm. I've been on both sides of that, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I, um, there are many reasons for a husband having a lower drive, but we as wives can only work on ourselves. And yeah. so uh, for myself, um, I was at a place, you know, I'm teaching sex classes all the time. I'm reading about sex and I'm doing all these creative things, which is fun for, you know, I don't know how many years. And then, <laughs> and then this thing clicks in your head, you know, well, how come my husband's never reading any books about sex? How come he's mm -hmm. never planning mm -hmm. fun and creative things? How come he's not initiating this way that I would love him to initiate? And I started pressuring him and, yeah. um, and he started backing off. I suspect he probably yeah. felt like he wasn't measuring up. Right. Yeah. And so I needed to look at myself. I think there were ways that I pressured my husband to make me feel more desirable. And right. um, that's something that I need to figure out for myself. Am I acting in a way that I am desirable or am I acting in a way that is not very desirable? <laughs> that can be repulsive, right? right? <laughs> That's um, a hard question and, to ask yourself. And more than anything else, I wanted my husband to choose me. Mm -hmm. And if every time he doesn't do something like I want, or he's not reading the book I want or whatever, and, and then I have I throw a fit and then he does it, then I'm like, well, that doesn't really count because you only <laughs> did it yeah. because I threw a fit. I told you. I, yeah. Yeah. And so my husband cannot choose me unless I let him choose me. And so mm -hmm. um, I, this has been a journey of learning to step back and ask, who do I want to be? Regardless of whether my husband ever does X, Y, or Z. Hmm. Who do I want to be? And how do I be a person that is desirable? And I know I'm desirable. Um, because that's not dependent on my husband. 
And so, um, and so I, I only have power over myself. My husband may or may not ever change. Mm-hmm. Or he may do things differently than the way that I think he ought to do them <laughs> because he is his own person. Um, yeah. And so that's been a journey and that's not easy to be on that side, that there are lots of reasons for guys having lower drives. Some of them are, are have more to do with us. Some have to do with them. I mean, I, I, a guy that's constantly watching porn and masturbating um, that can impact a drive. A yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, absolutely. feels terrible about himself, that can impact a drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Medication can yeah. impact a drive. There's lots of things, right? All we can do is look yeah. at ourselves, be the best person that God created us to be. And, yeah. um, and, and maybe, you know, if we need to set some boundaries. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of that advice works the opposite direction, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think often as women, if they have the higher drive or their spouse has a lower drive, they instantly think all they need all this new advice for how to fix it mm-hmm. when, but what about the husbands who are also feeling this, right? And it, it seems like, yeah. well, these women want special advice because they're women. And so they should have, well, their husbands need to be doing this. And the husbands are like, well what uh, what's the difference here right it's so mm-hmm. interesting i find that a really interesting yeah. conversation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and there are there are more and more women with a higher drive but i don't necessarily know that that's a bad thing I mean, uh, it's a good yeah. thing that women have a drive but i think you know. so <laughs> yeah so yeah but we have to learn how to manage ourselves and um mm-hmm. not try to manage the other yeah yes yeah Yes, that's a good word. So I noticed on your website that you have like, so you do classes um, and you can lead your own class. Like I'm going to lead a class of my own, um, hopefully next month. And I'm super excited about it to go through it. Um, But I also noticed that you have like a men's edition for classes as well as couples who are engaged. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. Um, The men's class it it's um it kind of parallels the women's class but it's more focused on helping the men become better lovers so helping them understand their wife yeah um mm. you know it's nice i've had churches host awaken love and they wanted to just offer the women's class and i, I kind of challenged them i'm like you know if you only offer the women's class you're basically telling everybody in your congregation wives if you would just fix yourselves then everything would be good. (laughs) And this is a team sport. And there is a cultural message that men already Mm -hmm. know everything. And if we would just adapt to what works for them, sex would be great. And that's a lie. Men have a lot to learn. And so it's helping men um, move from just having sex to creating intimacy during sex. It's helping men understand some of the battles that their wives are facing Mm -hmm. Um, based on cultural messages and lies and baggage and all of those things and practical things that they can do to make a difference. For instance, men constantly tell me, you know, like when I want to have sex with my wife, I wish she understood. I just want to connect with her. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so if that's true, then if you initiate sex and your wife is like, oh, like I'm really tired tonight. If you roll over or you go downstairs to 
to watch TV. You just told her all you wanted was sex. Mm, yes. But if instead you say, you know what, do you want to talk about something or can I give you a back rub or can I just hold you with no strings attached? You just told your wife, yeah, no, actually, like, I want to connect with you. And that can look different and that's okay. And so they're mm. practical um, things about so good. the choices that they make that can either reinforce the lies that we believe about men and sex or they yep. can help yep. um, change those. And then it, it, part of the class is helping them literally learn details about women's bodies. Just like we need to understand women's bodies. Mm-hmm. They need to understand women's bodies. And a lot of them don't. Yep. And, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that's an important part of this, right? And then yeah. also yep. just this connection between God and sex. And I think for men, there maybe is even a greater disconnection between God and sex. When I talk to women about mm-hmm. praying maybe before or after sex, there, a lot of them really think about it. And, often will go down and talk to their husbands and their husbands are like, that is just weird. <laughs> because sex can feel so worldly, right? Especially like mm-hmm. uh, most women mm-hmm. seeing porn, um, they're just, it, yeah. it feels worldly to them and it feels disconnected from God. And, and so to help them like integrate those two things that not only did God mm-hmm. create sex, but he wants to bless you through it. And he, and, and he is thrilled at what's going on. And yes, you can experience his presence during sex. And yes, you can be absolutely grateful and praise him after, after sex. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the goals. And then the engage class is just a, it's just a one week video, just a quick kind of intro to get couples talking. Cool. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah. Love that. I know it's excited. We're going to do a little giveaway with Ruth. So make sure you're following on Instagram so you can uh, see when that's happening and you can get a copy of her book potentially. That's going to be really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been so lovely, Ruth, to, to chat with you and connect and hear. Yeah. I love your heart on this. You can tell that it's coming from a posture of like, of having God first, yeah. like and him being the center of a marriage. And that's just so beautiful. And the heart, right? Like that's where we need to mm-hmm. have our hearts. And it's just exciting to see that. And so thank yeah. you so much for all your wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And thank Amazing. you for the work that you're doing. It is so important to just have more and more voices speaking in the area yeah. of sexuality yeah. um, and speaking truth. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ruth, we pray at the end of every episode. So if you'd be able to just close us off in some prayer, that'd be just amazing. Awesome. Oh, Father God, we just thank you that you are good and that you are faithful, um, that you are all powerful and that you know us, you know exactly where we're at. And God, sexuality is an area, especially for women that can, um, there can just be so much pain around it and silence and feeling alone. And so God, uh, Thank you that you are in it with us, that you know everything about us, that you want Mm -hmm. us to move towards freedom, towards living a life that is full, where um, we don't need to be held back by lies or past messages or past experiences, God, but where we can fully experience just a little taste of the Garden of Eden, of being naked and unashamed. Mm -hmm. 
And so, God, I just pray for everything, everyone that is listening, God. I just pray that you would open their ears and their eyes, um, that they would take opportunity, God, to think through things that, um, that maybe are lies, that they would take opportunity, God, to really dive into your word as far as what do you want for them in their marriage bed. And that they would believe that you are a God that can transform lives. Mm-hmm. That they don't need to carry, um, that they don't need to carry those loads that they've been carrying for so many years, God. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that you would bring opportunities um, for them to experience your truth. We thank you that you are good and that you are faithful. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you so much. So Ruth, where can people find you if they want to find more of your resources, all your, the things you have to say? Yeah. So my website is awaken-love.net. I have a lot of blog articles on there. If you'd like to read, um, I actually started a podcast last winter, uh, called Awaken Love. And it's, um, it's interviewing women and their stories. There's the stories from like the beginning of learning about sexuality to transformation to where they are now. And so they can check that out. I have classes online and anybody can take the classes. You can do it in a group, which is amazingly transformative because women ministering to women is powerful, but you can also take it on your own or you can even take a class with your husband, just have him join you instead. Um, There are six week women's classes, six week men classes, and the classes are just $20 a person. I'm not, I'm not trying to make money at this. I, I really just want to help people. Um, and then the engaged class. So awesome. Well, thanks again. It was amazing to connect with you and hear your heart about this. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Hey friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.